This is the We Fish with Phoenix Boats podcast, built by anglers for anglers. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the We Fish with Phoenix Boats podcast. I'm your host, Tim Trockenbrook. With me, as always, is my co-host, Brian Travis, and today's special guest in studio, all the way from Alabama, Mr. Clint Davis, Forest Wood Cup champ, Bassmaster Elite Series angler. How's it going? This good. <laughs> up here today getting the new boat ready to get the season started. You look excited. Yeah, I am. It's uh, it's time to go fishing. It's uh, been a long off season, and we're ready to roll next week in Palatka and the following week in Chickamauga and a few days off and headed to the Bassmaster Classic. You excited for it? I am. I'm fired up. Them deer are probably tired of seeing you down there. Yeah, they've uh, they've got me named um, – <clears throat> Where I sit, they know when I sit there, so <laughs> they uh, pretty much have me dialed in. It's time to give them a few months off. They've patterned you pretty good, huh? Yeah, yeah, I haven't patterned them. They've patterned me. <laughs> but you got you a good one this year, didn't you? Yeah, in both season, back when they were dumb. Yeah, well, everybody's got to grow up once. <laughs> <laughs> so what What have you been doing this off season outside of some deer hunting? <clears throat> uh, daddy daycare, as I call it. <laughs> uh, little girl, you know, four-year-old little girl. Try to spend as much time with her yep. and uh, working for my wife. That uh, that's a reoccurring thing every year. As soon as uh, fishing season's out, she's had uh, six, seven months to think of all these great things I need to do around the house, and uh, that usually usually takes a little while. What was your toughest project? Oh, let's see. The toughest project around the house this year was. Dang, you got me. You got me thinking here. What was the hardest one I had to do? Hmm. I'll tell you one I'm about to have to embark on. What's that? I'm about, I'm about to have to pull a toilet because my one-year-old threw a toothbrush in there and my six-year-old turned on and flushed it. <laughs> and it went through the trap, and so I'm going to have to pull the toilet and snake out a toothbrush. Well, at least they had some teamwork, though. Yeah, oh, they did. They worked together really well. Do you have a long list of stuff? The toughest thing I probably did was built this big giant collage of uh, fence around our basement to keep the dogs out. Yeah, that was probably the toughest thing. Nice. So I've got uh, screws through sheetrock, screws through concrete, <laughs> through metal poles. Uh it'll stand up for a while. I don't. I don't know when it's time to take it down yeah. if we'll ever get it out. If it'll well, get you through fishing season this time, you're good. Now, how long a list did you have? Hmm. You still got stuff to do? Pressure wash the house, cut some bushes. Let's see. What else have we done? Fix the gate in the basement. I don't know. A bunch of different. A whole bunch of knick-knack stuff. stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, you got quite a uh, zoo down there, too, you got to worry about. You got some ducks and dogs and a four-year-old. We've got uh, Charlie, Big G, Lolo, and the little white fluffy dog, Rosie. So three labs and a fluffy dog. That's it. And we've got Donald and Ducky now. We did have Donald and Daisy, and uh, da Daisy kicked the bucket. <laughs> so we got Daffy, and we don't know what, something, Coyote, mm. Hawk, something ate Daffy. <laughs> so now we're down to Ducky. <clears throat> well, I'm sure they'll miss you on the road, though. Yeah, somebody's got to feed them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's right. Well, man, tell us about, uh, let's go back a little bit. How did you uh, get into this? You've been doing it for a while. Uh, you did some college fishing, right, at Montevallo? did um of course like i'd say all of us you know i've been fishing all my life um always wanted to do it for a living and uh you know 
started the fishing team at the University of Montevallo in 2005, I think. Graduated in 2009, uh, started fishing. Um, then they were, what were they, Everstarts, I think? Mm-hmm. And the tours of co-angler. That, uh, <clears throat> that came about, you know, I don't know if I would be sitting here right now. I actually met Justin Lucas. He was doing the, the MCing for um, FLW for their college fishing stuff. And he talked me in. I met him, of all places, I met him at an Alabama-Auburn football game. We, we had a tournament at, at Gunnersville, and uh, my buddy Richard Peake invited him down to the to Alabama-Auburn game. That's, that's yeah. actually where I really met him at. He was looking for a place to, uh, <clears throat> to live out here. He was going to start his first year on the tour and uh, had a spare bedroom. So he ended up moving in and become good buddies. And he taught me into fishing one as a co-angler. Like, shoot, I'll try it out. And uh, finished. that was at Wachita, actually, where I won the cup. Finished third in that one. So the next year, that was 2009, 20, 2010, I fished the Costas in the front of the boat mm-hmm. um, and the Tour as a co-angler and made enough money doing the one one as a co. Had a really good year in the Costas. I did a couple of top tens and made enough money to be able to step to the front of the boat in the Tour. So um, 2011 was the first year? Front of the boat on the tour? It was. That's awesome. Awesome. Rookie, uh, one rookie of the year that year. You know, it, then you're just thinking, heck, you're just having fun. You, right. You don't know. It's it's not a career. It's a, it's an opportunity is what I considered it then. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, it's amazing how everything's kind of worked out. That's awesome. So were you married in 2011 when you made the jump? I got married in fall of 2012. Okay. So single, you had the time and. Didn't have a honeydew list to do in that off season. I think I still had a list then. <laughs> <laughs> she had you pretty well wrapped up then, huh? It just wasn't a legal one. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. How about winning that one as a co-angler? How'd that, how'd that come about? I mean, that's tough to – I mean, you didn't get much input, right, where you were going. You just had to deal with some curveballs and win it. Yeah, you know, I had a bait. <laughs> it's what <laughs> I had. <laughs> a swim bait they were really eating, uh, and it was on Pickwick. And, I, you know, and usually that's how it is, a co-angler. Um, mm-hmm. You see these guys, they're very consistent. Usually they got a couple of baits they've got a lot of confidence in, and it seems like no matter where where their pro goes, they catch fish on it. Mm. What uh, what kind of swim bait was it? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you tell us later? Maybe. Maybe. Okay, he's worried about us coming out there to St. <laughs> yeah. John's or doing something. I mean, right. good Fish, night. Fishing junk there. <laughs> That's right. Um, did you play any sports growing up? <clears throat> uh, yeah, I played baseball, football. Um, let's see. I actually signed a scholarship out of high school to play football at Mississippi and um, never went. Uh, let's see. I just decided I didn't want to. Mm-hmm. And I ended up coaching football at a little school called Maplesville High School there uh, outside of Montevallo for four years while I was in college. And, you know, that's what I was going to do was uh, probably teach and coach. Mm -hmm. And when I graduated, I went back into college and uh, I was trying to work on my MBA. And that's when I started doing the the stuff out of the back of the boat. And and I don't know, I dropped out of school on the (laughs) MBA deal and been fishing ever since, but I did. Play a lot of sports. Love sports. What position do you play in football? I was a center and a guard. Yeah. You long snap? Could I long snap? Yeah. You didn't want me to do that. I can get, <laughs> I was fine with shotgun, but right. 
No, that that takes a special talent, it, man. It's I a mean, different. That's, that's why different. guys get scholarships to yeah. do that. It's, man, it's, a, it's if you could pick a long snapper or a kicker to go after scholarships, that'd be the way to do it in football. Dude, I would love to be a second string long snapper in the NFL. <laughs> like never play three hundred thousand in the bank <laughs> and just show up at practice. <laughs> that'd be awesome. But uh, dream. What uh, what'd you coach? Uh, were you a positional coach? I was offensive line coach. Offensive line. Sure was a little powerhouse, Maplesville High School. Do you have anybody go uh, D1 while you were there? No, no. Just had a little chunky linemen that were really good. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, so how did that decision, though, come about to kind of stop your whole plan that you had going to, to fish? Is it just you always had that passion, you had an opportunity that came up? Yeah, you know, and, and it's such a fine line starting out. It's not like somebody gave me a bunch of money and told me to mm-hmm. go bass fishing. It just it worked. It seemed like, you know, I was making – Kid coming out of college, I'm working at Advance Auto Parts, making what eight dollars an hour, I right. think. And I go to this when I make three thousand, ten thousand. Mm-hmm. Like, man, this is easy, and it, it hasn't always been easy. It seemed like it was starting out. So I mean, you know, you're kind of kind of dumb not to, I guess. But right. yeah, it was something I always wanted to do. I will say, uh, the end of my rookie year at FLW, I've told this story to a lot of people. It. Uh, I don't remember what I I finished top ten in the points on the tour, but money wise, I don't. Maybe I'd made a hundred thousand close to it. I I don't know. I'd have to go look it up. But I do remember when it was all over. I fished the cup and they handed me a twenty thousand dollar check. So that that was my whole profit for the year was twenty grand with uh what eight thousand dollars in deposits coming up. So long story short, you it's, it's hard to make a living fishing. Mm-hmm. You got to have good sponsors. Yeah. Man, that's a make a hundred grand, and that's like being a farmer. Yeah, you make five hundred thousand, but you end up owing a hundred when it's all said and done. Yeah, it, it looks good on on the little little sheet at the end <laughs> yeah. of the year, but when you see that money list, yeah, you kind of wonder where it all goes to. It's gone. Yep, that's right. Um, so, what about the uh, the year after? How did you uh, feel like your performance went as you progressed as an angler? Do you did you learn more? Did you keep doing some of the same stuff that got you there? Or? You know, I was talking to somebody about this the other day. When I started out, I think the only thing I knew how to do was throw a crankbait. And, man, it's a rarity now that I even throw a crankbait anymore. It's, <laughs> it's more of a finesse fishing deal. I don't. I think fishing has evolved into that, though, mm-hmm. more, than, more than I have. I just, it's, man, it's hard to get bit compared to what it used to be. It just... You got your college tournaments, your high school tournaments. There's more people fishing than ever before, which is a great thing, but right. it's, the pressure on these lakes have really changed it. Now, uh, when you said you just did a crankbait, did you carry spinning rods at all? I mean, I had a couple with a shaky head, but I just – Never threw them? No. No, I probably could have, you know, made up a few more points throughout the year if I would. <laughs> what about now? What do, you, what do you have a full arsenal now? Or you you feel pretty good about your – your setups? Yeah. I mean, it's uh, – I throw a lot of spinning rods now. Really? Depending on where we go. I mean, you know, even – I remember going to Gunnersville last year, and I didn't put one in the boat. The second day I had one in there, and it, it bailed <laughs> me out. I mean, it just – you know, I've got a lot of confidence now from from when I started in, you know, in, in finesse fishing and spinning rods. And I, I think a lot of that goes back from to Lucas and Cody because, I, you know, I really learned a lot from them. Mm-hmm. How was it uh, Lucas as a roommate? Yeah, dude. <laughs> so, <laughs> so when he lived in my house, 
bro, I'm gonna be gone for two weeks, so uh, I'm not gonna pay rent. He wouldn't pay rent. He wouldn't pay rent when he was gone. I, I still give him crap about that now. Oh, that's funny. But you yeah. should just show up to his house one day and say, man, I'm going to stay for a couple weeks. <laughs> he's he's let me a couple times, so, yeah. and he didn't charge me rent, so we're good. Okay, so y'all, y'all called it all square now, 10 years later. That's funny. Oh, yeah. We, that's, that's how tight he was. That's how tight he is. Yeah. Well, he probably had a lot, too, coming from California, not – the same boat you were in. I yeah. Mean, you guys were working together. That's pretty cool, though. Yeah. I'm and still friends today. Still put up with him. Yep. Don't talk to him near as much. We both <laughs> have bosses and kids, so. Yeah, kinda, that's true. Kind of takes away. Uh, would people be shocked from high school to know that you're a professional fisherman now? Mm, no. They all saw it. I fished all the time. I had a little, it was not a Phoenix boat. I had a little white express with a 50 on an old, old boat I had, and then I actually had a Stratus with Yamaha, but it, long story short, I, I drove those to school all the time after school. If I, if it wasn't something with athletics, I was going fishing. Going fishing. Did your dad yeah. fish? Yeah, he's a live bait fisherman. Okay. And, you know, it's funny, and he will go some, like, hunting, fishing. He's the boy, when I was growing up, I had to go catch these fish and kill these deer so I could eat. Mm-hmm. So it just it's not, it wasn't a sport to him. It was survival. Right. What uh. Shiners, minnows, or worms, That's all of it. it. Yeah, he likes to go throw a uh, cork in and catch some crappie. Does he? That's I, pretty good eating, though. You can't blame him. I, crappie, crappie fishing is one of my favorite hobbies. When yeah. I'm when I'm away f- home from bass fishing, as much as I love the bass fish, I really like to go catch crappie. You spider rig any? I don't. I'm a big believer in one rod. If, yeah. if they would start up a professional crappie tour where it was one rod, not not a whole thing of this yeah. whole trolling deal, I would probably sign up and fish a few of those tournaments. What about uh, you take your daughter crappie fishing? Does she enjoy it? She does. Yeah, yeah. She's she gets the live bait. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say mine like the minnow bucket. Yeah. Oh yeah. You make her go dig worms up for you. Uh, she actually likes doing that. Does she? Mm-hmm. She does, she's not scared of worms she, or she spiders. She seems like she's all in on it. Anything. Yeah. Yeah, she's not. What about snakes? She's not scared of snakes. Dang. She's got one up on me. I'm terrified of snakes. Yeah, me too. You ever had one in the boat? <clears throat> yeah, I've had some crawl in the back, back of the motor. I, nothing's ever got in. Damn. And the day the day it happens, I'm getting out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not, <laughs> not doing it. I really will value how much I like a plug if it's stuck in a tree, if I'm going to go get it, because I'm, I'm just afraid that there's one going to come out out of a tree into the boat. I just cut the line. Yeah. I mean, that's no lie. That's how scared I am of snakes. If it, if it looks snaky over there, yeah. I cut the line and go tie another I'd one. I'd go for an old Ed Chambers. <laughs> I'll, I'll always give it a good assessment in the daylight. Like, if I give it, I'll give it a good good shake on there. If nothing starts moving, I'm all right. But if it's night, it's a wrap. Yeah, I'm, I'm done. not playing with it. We were out fishing one night in the moonlight. <clears throat> we were flipping up into some bushes, and all of a sudden you could just see that little S curve coming through the water. And I just started hitting the trolling motor back and out, and I ended up getting hung up in that treetop. And I just kept on backing out and snapped it clean. Mm-mm. I'm not, I'm not playing with them. Well, so you've had what? Was it ten years now? This is the tenth year. Pro, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm not a math major, Brian. I, you're an accountant. Help us out there. Be nine or ten. It's nine or ten. Know. Okay. Feels like forever. Yeah, but you got a Forestwood Cup champ. That's pretty. Uh, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, you know it's. Um, Come real close to winning a good many regular season tournaments, and you always come in on the final day, and somebody caught them a little better. And then mm-hmm. that one, I'm in my mind, I had no idea. You know, I I had never thought I could win that tournament going into. The, I remember 
after the second day telling Cody at the campers, like, well, I just lost the Forest Wood Cup today because I, I had a chance at an 18-pound bag that day and lost, literally, I was lucky to catch five and uh, squeaked in there and just went out and enjoyed myself. That was the last day I was going to, you know, fish a tournament for for that year, and, you know, it worked out. Mm-hmm. You still, uh, what'd they say at the bank when you cashed that check? <clears throat> they all knew. They the she uh, one of the ladies came out like screaming like he'd been robbed or something, you know. And really? <laughs> so yeah. Now tell us about though. You you said that was the last day you were gonna fish. Was that just for that year, or were you thinking about <clears throat> putting it up for good? No, just for the year. Okay. Um, I I have been through that, and for me, nowadays, dude, I I have to step away for a couple months when the season's over. I, I'm so drained and just so need to get away from fishing and. That was something I did in my worst season ever after 17. I was thinking about walking away then. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you just step away two or three months and you're ready to go again. It's, you know, fishing, it, it never goes away. You just get a little burnt out sometimes. And I've I've learned myself just to make myself put everything away for a few months. I heard you sold some stuff at the end of 17. Were you really thinking about? I sold everything. Yeah. You, yeah. So you really had thought about getting out. I did, yeah. What were you going to do if you got out? Uh I don't know. Probably go to Alabama Power. Mm-hmm. It's probably what I would have been doing. Been a lineman or something. Yep. Yeah. And then what made you? What happened in that off season where you're like, dang, I can't do that? Uh, Bill Taylor. Bill Taylor called me. Mm. Talking, talking, talking. No, I'm not doing it. And he finally called me into fishing again. How many times did he call you? Oh, a good many. About at least every other day. Seemed like. Wow. Just checking. Just seeing if you wanted to do it. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And then you win the Forcewood Cup. Yeah. Yep. Bill's a special person in the industry, really. Mm-hmm. You still talk to him on a regular basis? I, not much lately, no. No, actually, the last time I think I've talked to him was probably at iCast. Yeah. Man, that's an awesome story, though. I mean, have you ever really sat down and told, written an article or anything about that? Like, um, I bet you there's some guys that have contemplated that. And then look what can happen if you... Yeah, I mean, it, I think it was in probably in that FLW. I thought someone I had – Jody White, did he do a story on it maybe? I think so. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, I couldn't quit. But, but yeah, I was really close to walking away. I mean, you got a wife and a kid you're trying to support. Had a terrible year. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just – you just burn out. You're done. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. It was – I mean, it, I was 100% not coming back. Wow. That's crazy. Now look at you. Yeah, you had a heck of a year this year. I mean, what, it, top 25 in AOI, going to the Classic. It was. Cashed several good checks. I think you had one lower finish in the 70s, and then top 35. Ruined the top 10 year. Mm. One one derby, and that's how fine of a line it is. It is, but you still had a good year overall. I'll take it every year. Yeah. I, mean, I, I will. You, uh, you tell me I can qualify for the Classic or whatever I'm fishing every year the rest of my career, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll do it. And, Never if you tell me I can qualify every year and never win an AOI, I'd do it. Really? I mean, because there's. Is that your goal every year is to make the classic? Definitely. Yeah. That, that's it. Would you like to win a classic or an AOI? A classic. Yeah. Yeah. Be a very select group that's got a cup win and a classic win, and it can't happen anymore. No, no, nobody will ever win another cup. Thrift. Yeah. The last one of those. That'd be cool. Looking forward to the elite season this year. You guys have gained a little bit in the field. Um, how, what was it like last year, though, going to 75 from 100? Uh, a lot of open water. Yeah. Did you I enjoy mean, it? I did. You, um, 
<clears throat> I mean, I'm I went from FLW that year 160 to I think we had 168. I fished the whole season to 75. Oh yeah, uh, that's a, of, a big jump. A lot of the places we went, it was a ghost. Town. That's half a boat. Field. I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, you're all by yourself out there. I remember a lot of mornings I'd start out like. Did I miss something? You don't see a boat, you know? That's how I feel every day I'm on the water. <laughs> Man, I got this to myself. No one's figured it out. <laughs> yep. What, so, what about Lanier? I want to go back real quick. Lanier, you had a top 10. You were ninth, I think. Yeah, Lanier. I had back-to-backs there. Yeah. Uh, that was a spinning rod deal. It was. You know, that was a crazy deal there. So I spent my whole practice out deep. Right. Trying to catch them up. Couldn't catch them. Couldn't catch them. So uh, I uh, finally got a few bites the last day of practice on boat docks. And uh, first day of the tournament comes, 12 o'clock, I've got eight pounds. I'm like, Lord, I'm about mm. to bomb out of this one. I just had a really, I mean, I barely messed the cup, but not a good one in Palatka, which I never catch a fish in Florida anyways. But uh, so I went back out deep, some of the same stuff. I'd caught them on years past and, Lo and behold, there's spotted bass everywhere. I don't know where they were the whole week of practice, but that was that was a really fun tournament. And you had a camera boat with you the final day, and it was rainy too, wasn't it? Real cold. It was snowing. Oh yeah, that was a cold one. Yeah, it wasn't uh, wasn't very fun. <laughs> well, ninth place will make that feel better though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's awesome. So, what is from an angler's perspective? What are the the major difference to you going from FLW to the bass? Is there anything behind the scenes or mm. anything? You know, probably the exposure we get as anglers because they're not trying to feed 170 miles. They were mm-hmm. trying to feed 75. So that, that gives us, you know, a lot more exposure. That makes sense. I got to think the bag line's shorter too. It's a lot shorter. <laughs> a lot shorter. Do you have a, a good, any good Marshall stories from this year? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if it's a good one, but I can tell you about it. <laughs> Let's hear it. It, uh, it was, uh, man. I don't know six footers, the uh, the first day of St. Clair, mm-hmm. and uh, my marshal was seasick before we went out. Just looking oh, at the waves, that's never good. Oh man, but as soon as we go out, and you know it was good riding the boat, but he he couldn't handle the wave. Like he he made it out, he was fine. Then we're just sitting there rolling through six footers about two hours in, and mm. buddy he. It was it was bad the rest of the day. I literally thought I was going to have to take him back in because he he couldn't handle it. He turned a little green around the gills. Yeah, I, hey, that's the uh, roughest water I've ever been in, man. It mm-hmm. was uh, it was kind of scary. You'd go down in one of those waves and you wouldn't see nothing. Pop back up, up and there's Detroit and back down. It, oh. Yeah, it made for a long day. I've always heard the only ways to get over is to get your feet back on land or jump in. I've been told in saltwater that if you'll jump in out of the boat and then climb back in, it'll clear up a lot of that. Or drown. Yeah, I was going to say, you're not going to do it in six footers. That'd no. be crazy. But Did he update your bass track at all that day? Uh, <laughs> he didn't update anything. Here, Clint, you're responsible. Yeah. Clint, you had zero, but you brought 20 to the scales. What's going on? Yeah, he had a rough day. Oh, man. Did you have any Dramamine, or did he take anything? I don't think so. God, I don't think he knew what he was in for. I was so, going to say, if you get motion sick at all, that is the last tournament. <laughs> yeah. You know, some of these marshals, some of them love it, and then some of them don't realize what they signed up for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they think it's a easy day out on the pond, cruising around, and, and then it's 100 miles an hour, and they, 
they don't. I don't think they come back to do another one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and you're as good as you can be with them, but at the same time, you're trying to get from point A to point yeah. B and make a living. Oh, absolutely. But I think they're. It's a regional thing too. You guys want to learn something about their lake and and pick some tips up or anything like that. And you can't buy a guide trip for 150 bucks. No. <clears throat> yeah, I uh, I have one this year, and uh, I guess I can say this. <laughs> I'm looking at uh, the Navionics that uh, the the. Uh, that night, and I looked, and it's like Clint's seven pounder. The dude was he was hitting waypoints on his Navionics thing, but at the same time, he was putting it all public. So it's like Clint's four pounder. Clint's we were at uh, Lake Fork. Oh. Clint's seven pounder. I'm like, dude, I took a picture, and, and the guy he was an older fellow. He didn't have an idea, but I'm like, uh, everybody that night, and we all get on our you know the Navionics chip or whatever, not on our phone looking. Mm-hmm. You know, just constantly, what can I do tomorrow? Where can I go? And he's got all my fish marked oh. out through there for the day. <laughs> did he get it taken down? He did quickly, but I'm sure, you know, it had been up all day. I mean, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Did you have people sitting on any of those spots? No, actually not. I guess that my fish weren't, they weren't big Yeah, that's enough. not bad. <laughs> <laughs> seven pounders, too small. Yeah, not, not when you can catch a 10. Yeah, I'm leave that seven over there. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Did, uh, oh, shit, I forgot what I was going to say now. What were we just talking about? Seven pounders? Yeah. How we call them, you know? Call Calling sevens. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever had a day where you called sevens? Yeah. How'd that feel? Uh, it was pretty awesome. What's the biggest bag you've ever caught in a tournament? That was, that, and I know I called a seven. It was a, it was 35 something at Santee Cooper. And you're going back there this year. That'd be uh-huh. fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Same time of year? Uh, yeah, I think it's around the same weeks. You know, the difference is, so we don't, I don't know how this one will work out, but <clears throat> I just left Hart, a tour event at Hartwell that year and finished top, I think I finished second or third of it. So I go to Santee, had never been there. Pours rain the first two days. Man, I'm not going fishing in this. I didn't even go practice. I mean, it was storming bad. So the next day I go out, the final day of practice, never get a bite. And, uh, Start the first morning of the tournament. So I'm just gonna put the trolling motor down here at the boat ramp. Come out the other side with that bag. So it's funny how fishing is sometimes. Dude, I'm not practicing. I'm just gonna fish boat ramp. <laughs> That's awesome. Were you leading that day? Yeah, by about eight pounds. That's wow. so good night. Yeah, I, I did not. I, I didn't win. I think I, some old fella named uh, I can't think of it. Older. He was a catfish guy on the lake. Yeah, he caught about 28 every day. Wow, and won it. But what's I, your what's your single biggest fish weight wise? Um, man, the biggest one I've ever caught, and we didn't. As far as in a tournament weighed, uh, was in a tour event on Gunnersville. It was ten seventy. Yeah. Uh, the biggest one I ever caught it was actually when my buddy's passed away now, Kyle Mabry, practicing uh, for a tour event with him. I was fishing co angler at Okeechobee, and it weighed thirteen something. The only reason why I know what it weighed because we didn't weigh it is because the next morning, Shin Fukai caught it off the bed there, and it was the biggest fish of the whole tournament. It was the exact same bass. <laughs> Dang. You pretty good sight fisherman? No, I'm terrible at it. I'm, what do you think it takes to be a good sight fisherman? Patience. Yeah, yeah. I don't have that. Yeah. It seems like every time I've – and, I'm, you know, I've won a couple of tournaments around the house sight fishing, but it seems like every time one of these big derbies, I've got all these fish on bed, and I, I roll up the next day, and they're all gone. So, honestly, if I know if it's going to be a sight fishing tournament, I don't even – I don't do it in practice anymore. I used to, and it's burnt me. How many times do you uh, give a fish before you just roll? To bite? Yeah. Yeah, about five minutes. 
<laughs> some of these guys sit there hours and then catch them, but yeah. I can't do it. Yeah. What's your go-to uh, sight fishing setup? Uh, dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that'll work. <laughs> Bow and arrow. It's yeah. almost like a a rig, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Bow and arrow. So we're gonna be tight-lipped on the sight fish setup. Yeah, I I'm the wrong guy to ask for that. Well, I don't even know. Heck, I'm not good at it. I, I'm not even good at it either. That's probably my biggest. You flip just a cricket in there and that's my, yeah, see what happens. A little Texas rig. And, mm-hmm. and if he bites, he bites. If, if he doesn't, doesn't, I'm leaving. Going to the house. But, yeah, that's my biggest weakness as a, as a professional. What's your favorite bait to throw right now this year? My favorite bait to throw. Like, just any if you time. Would, you will always have this bait tied on in your boat. Everywhere you go. Just to catch fish, usually a little shaky head. Mm-hmm. I mean, as far as just straight up catching fish, it's hard to beat. You always have a shaky head in the boat. Mm-hmm. You go the lighter lighter head on the jig head or heavier? I'm an eighth ounce. Yeah. That's as big as I go, unless it's really deep. Yeah. I'll go to a three sixteenths. Painted or unpainted head? Just a lead head I pour in the shop. Oh, so you make your own? I do. Yeah? I do. What else do you make? Drop shot weights, uh, swim bait heads, a bunch of stuff. Do you put, like, when you pour your own on the shaky head, do you have the push-on bait holder or do you do the screw-on? It's the push-on. Push just on. The, the lead holder. Yeah. I always break those. Do you? Yeah. I break them all. I don't know how or why, but if it's not the screw-on kind, I end up breaking them. Huh. Mm-hmm. Are you pretty rough on uh, on stuff? Like, like I'm rough on rods. I go through rods. He goes through a lot of rods. My uh, size 13 shoe is uh, really good at breaking them. <laughs> I know that size 13 shoe, the story from Gunnersville was you had a, a pair of Crocs blow out on you on that concrete ramp, yeah, and you were hurting. Were, those were Walmart Crocs. You got you, you got you, you the off-roading ones you, now, you didn't sent you? Me the, you sent me the Amazon link. I got me some good ones. Yeah, that was a nightmare, man. That was the first thing. You were hurting. Hurt. It was pretty cut up. Yeah, I went up that wall there at uh, uh, Goose Pond. It's like jagged concrete, man. It mm-hmm. chopped my toe off, but. It wasn't fun the next two days trying to fish a bass tournament. Did you have to get any stitches? No, probably needed them. Yeah, but just taped it up and go. We just went on about it. Mm-hmm. How them off-roading Crocs now, though? Pretty nice. They're nice. Dude, I love those. Yeah, so I'm actually on my second pair because Charlie and Big G uh, chewed up the first pair. Mm. You know which ones we're talking about? Yeah. Okay. I heard they're going out of business. Crocs going out of business? There ain't no way. I saw something a while back. Really? Yeah, but it could have been a fake news story. I don't know. I can't believe everything yeah, you read you have now. To no. Buy a bunch of them. Go yeah. buy some stock in the company. I'm going to go buy me some play. more Crocs just in case. Yeah. I got <laughs> no like doubt. five pair in the closet. <laughs> Dude, those off road ones are comfortable. The strap on them, I don't know. My favorite ones are the warm, fuzzy ones. Man, to go duck hunting in the mornings. Yeah. Wear those warm, gotta... fuzzy ones to you put on the waders. Man. They need to make a like a rain boot kind of one. They've got, well, for kids, they do. Oh, do they? My kids have the Croc rain boots. They mm. love them, like the real soft foam. Oh, shoot. So go, going back to, you mentioned you pull your own shaky heads and stuff. How much time do you spend a season getting together terminal tackle that you make? Uh, A lot of, a few, few cold pops and, and time in the shop, definitely yeah. in the wintertime. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. I don't, I usually I'll go out there and spend a couple hours here and there, a couple days a week. How'd you and get I, into doing it? I mean. Um, well, I had a guy out west, um, pouring them for me and he started fishing the tour. And, uh, so it was either Clint buy all this stuff and start doing it yourself or yeah. So yeah. I started doing it myself. Been it's doing it, cool. I don't know, five or six years now. How many do you make in, you know, one sitting? 
just depends on what it is. Really? Like if it's swim bait heads, not many, just putting bait keepers and all that stuff in it. Shaky heads, man, you can spit out a box of 50 in a hurry. Do you paint any of them? Sometimes, but usually I'm just straight lead. I, I haven't seen a fish smart enough to tell the difference. Don't tell me that. I, I have it, man. I, I, I put too much stock in color. I got to have green pumpkin. You know, <laughs> the it's watermelon like, red. Tim's, keep that green pumpkin Tim's in counting the, the specs if, on it to make sure it's got enough. If he's looking at the jig head and the hook, you're not catching him. Well, that makes sense. That's probably a true story right there. I'm still going to do it, but that makes sense. I mean, what did he do? Win a Forcewood well, Cup? What did but, I do? Come yeah. in six in the Wednesday nighter? Okay. But this still goes back to, <laughs> we've talked about this before. I mean, it, it blows my mind watching live coverage and stuff, how fast you guys cover water. And I'm just sitting there in my mind like, man, they're, they're missing so many fish. There's no way. But I'm like, but they get paid to do this, and I can't win a Wednesday nighter. <laughs> I, I catch myself sometimes going too fast. Um, I think a lot of guys do. They're all amped up. And don't get me wrong, they may win the tournament, but you, you're probably right. It could have been picked a little more and – couple more fish well, caught out of it. But I hear you guys focus so much on finding those active ones. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, you may go over some fish and you know they're there, but if they're not active, what's the point? Come you back know? the next day. Yeah. That's right. That's something I need to work on. How do you find, I mean, find yourself going down a creek? I mean, what speed do you like like to go down a creek? I mean, do you really just hit a couple of the main targets and if they bite, they bite, and then you're rolling? Or Yeah, yeah. usually. Always the obvious for me. I, I feel like the more I look at the obvious, the better off I am. You know, instead of trying to find a, the magic stump, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's usually the points, the basic stuff, the backs, the little cuts. And if they're biting, great. If they're not, I'm headed somewhere else. You throwing three or four different things at it before you roll? No, usually I got a couple. May, you in my best tournaments, I've got one rod in my hand. Yeah. That, that's the truth. And, and if I can get dialed in with the bait and start, you know, start the day off catching fish on it, I'm I'm usually one rod tied. It, that that's mm-hmm. how I roll. Now, do you uh, ever put in a late tackle warehouse order or anything, or do you normally keep yourself pretty well stocked of stuff? Mm, tackle warehouse loves me. Do they? Yeah. Yeah, no, I, then, of all the stuff I could have, I showed you a picture on a daggum pallet while ago of all my tackle for the year. No matter where we go, I guarantee you every single tournament tackle warehouse gets an order from me. Hmm. Is it something that you've had that, you know, you already have one or two of them, you're like, dang, I need ten more mm-hmm. just in case? Yeah, a lot of times it's my sponsor stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they just, you know, usually I'll order, I'll get two of these, four of those, and next thing you know they're gone or one of the other guys needs one, so then we're out and sponsors, they don't overnight like Tackle Warehouse. Yeah, I got you. It's only ten bucks if you spend, what, 50 or 100 Yeah, yeah it's, it's never never an issue getting the 50 bucks. Mm-hmm. So Now, you do the camping Right, you enjoy that? I do absolutely. It. Uh, I think if they told me that I had to quit camping, I'd probably quit fishing. I, you know, that's something that I started doing three years ago now, and man, there, there's nothing like it. You're usually right there on the lake, right there by blast off. Don't have to worry about the hotel and my whether anything's walking off from my boat at night because at the end of the day, I pull the boat right beside the camper and I go in and eat dinner and go to bed. Now, do you cook most of your stuff before you get there or while you're there? A lot of deer meat I cook while I'm there. Mm-hmm. Take a little little grill and uh, cook it up right there at the camper. Who do you camp with? Uh, I mean, I'm by myself. You know, here the in the last year since we've all swapped, usually it's Hunter Shyrock, Bill Lowen, uh, Carl Jockamson. Who else am I usually around? And, um, heck, uh, Matt Heron's there. 
have to put up with him. One one of my coolest camping buddies that I'm actually around a lot now. Uh, somehow we always end up the same places. Is Rick Clun. It's, it's really, been, you know, it's been pretty neat getting to to know who who I consider to be the goat. Mm-hmm. Uh, just getting to talk to him a good bit. He's pretty approachable too. Isn't oh he? yeah, yeah. Now, do you guys talk fishing, or do you talk just? You know, no. He's usually I had a rough day practice ball. It's, mm. it's nothing ever. Now after the tournament, if he hasn't rolled out of there already, he's he'll tell you how he did it. Right. So. Now, do you ever play poker with him? I hear Rick likes to no, play some it, poker. He never pulled the cards out. Really? Mm-mm. You should do it sometime. I think he likes it. Huh. Have to see. Yeah. Get a big poker tournament going on around the. Around the campfire. Forget yeah. about blast off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's walking away from the trip. Sorry. We <laughs> I had a hot hand last night. I, I'm gonna be late for blast off today. Are you staying at the lake uh for the classic? I am. Okay, so you're gonna camp up there? I am I'm staying at the what is it, the blue heron, I think. Yeah. And you just drive into Gunnersville and drive back. Yeah. Are you gonna have someone drive you? I'm hoping my neighbor Stevie or my cousin Matt, probably Stevie because Matt, he's he, yeah. Hopefully I can get Stevie to do it because mm. I'd, I'd rather have one of them drive me back and forth every day and be focused on doing other things. Right. Trying to do that. What? So Blue Herrings, we drive by it quite a bit, you know, going to Gunnersville and stuff, and I always try and check it out. So are there actual houses in there? And then there's some campsites that have, like, big garages and stuff? Yeah, that's exactly what it's like. Many kind of mini houses. Yeah, like I the little cabin yeah. craze. And then they got their – 50-foot motorhome next door to it. Yeah. 700, about Those seven to 800 reason. square feet little house. But then there's some full-blown houses up there, too, isn't there? Yeah. Like a few of them. Mm-hmm. Mo, uh, Mo, you know, yeah, Mo, Mo Freedom. From, yeah. He lives there. Okay. Swindle lives there. Did you see him at all when y'all were down there? I did last year. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. What You got a walkout song picked for the classics? Man, you know, so I just had one made up for me this year. I never turned one in. I didn't. I, y'all need to come. I don't know. I need an intro song. Tim could be your guy. Tim. Tim's pretty good. With music. Most everything's taken. Uh, looking at this list, not the stuff that Tim listens to. <laughs> He'll find you something. Yeah, no. I mean, it's got to be. No, know, he comes up with good music. It's doable. Stuff. It's got to be doable. I mean, you're gonna do a country <laughs> genre. Or are you trying to do like a pump up song? Just it would it have out. to be country or classic rock, either or. What's uh what's that one band that you and Gary like uh, that sounds like Zeppelin? Oh, uh, Greta Van Fleet. Never heard it. They're pretty. That's cool. bad because I listen to Zeppelin all yeah, the time. Yeah, they've got a real. They got a big Zeppelin. If you sound saw too. this band, I saw them uh, in Atlanta last year, and it looks like Jimmy Page and Robert Plant like reincarnated. Like, hmm. and they're like twenty three years old. Like, you really think you're like, dang, am I watching a Zeppelin show? They're good. Cody Jenks is good. Uh, he's kind of new, up and comer. But didn't you say something about the the Greta Van Fleet? Didn't they like take a year out of their life? To yeah, learn? one. Yeah, one. Uh, one of the brothers has spent like a year just watching Jimmy Page and learning how to play like him. It's pretty good. It's pretty good music. We'll let Tim come up with yeah. uh, intro music. I have you guys a heard really, it right there. Yeah, I have a really high uh, associates fee, so. <laughs> I don't know if you can afford me. He takes royalties every time you walk across the stage. <laughs> I'm a manager now. It's coming from the man that's been fired twice a day. Out yeah, here. that's right. The rehire rate's really good. I was going to say, he's got three or four more to go before we leave for the day. Sounds yeah. like me working for my old man in the tire shop growing up. I'd get cussed out and fired every every Saturday, usually. <laughs> I mean, that age, you, you're supposed to be there, not 8 o'clock, 7.30, you open at 8, but you better be there at 7.30 and... I mean, in my high school days, sometimes it would be 9 o'clock before I rolled in. So yeah. it didn't, 
Yeah, it didn't go over very well. So you worked for your dad? Your dad had a tire shop. He did. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Is yeah. it hard to work with family? Uh, my dad. I mean, as long as, like you said, as long as you knew you were going to get fired at least twice a week and, <laughs> and cussed a lot, um, yeah. But it, other than that, you know, he's just trying to better you. Mm-hmm. But no, it was it was great. He How? Was, he he had that place. He did tires and windshields for over thirty years. Oh wow! Did you guys do tractor tires, like actual farm tractor tires? Yeah. How hard are those to mount? Yeah, they're uh, you know really not bad. You like low profile tires were harder than them. Those yeah. you just Took a big hammer and a couple of crowbars and put them on. They're heavy, though, man. Those big tractors oh, are heavy. They were painting the butt to air up. Yeah. How many people worked in the shop? Uh, In that one, full-time, too, mm-hmm. in there. And, and then you were part-time getting fired half the time working part of, there. Part of the time, some <laughs> yeah. of the time. That's cool, though. What was the name of the shop? CJ's. CJ's. Mm-hmm. Was that his name uh, or initials? Clint and Jimmy. Clint and Jimmy. I named it. Oh, okay. So y'all were in it together then. Well, he he was the boss. <laughs> <laughs> he was in it by name. <laughs> he had that place going, like I said, when I before I was born, or right when I was born. Oh, that's cool though. You have any of the old signage or anything? Mm, got a million pins. Really? Left over. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Do you yeah. keep old stuff like old jerseys and? Man, I have a closet full all the way back to college. Really? Jerseys. So you got them all. I, I've donated some, and mm-hmm. but a lot of my stuff. I mean, you get you know four to some now about I think eight jerseys a year. You just so you, you like got, to keep one from each year though. Yeah, you keep you, you keep that big check from the cup. It's, and I think <laughs> I think it's somewhere. <laughs> if the, in the dogs basement. are Daffy hasn't gotten there, or Donald. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm not. You know, like you got the trophy. Those though. trophies are cool, but I just my wife actually. It was just laying collecting dust in the corner of the basement. My wife bought a case or something and, and put, put it all up in it. it and everything else in it here in the last few months. How many how many jerseys do you think you've had over the years? Two thousand and four, I got the first one. The first that was the first Montevallo one. Yeah. So. Wow. I mean, this yeah. man, that's every year. So how many is that? I don't. I can't add. Six, 16, 16, 16, 16, yeah. yeah. on the models. Yeah. Do you still have any of your old sports ones like football, basketball, or baseball? Any of that? Oh, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere at my mom's, unless they've thrown them away. Did you get a Letterman jacket? Yeah, I got yeah. one of those. Had the little little track deal. I threw shot foot. I wouldn't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were going to be on pole vault. Yeah, no. Hey, Bo Jackson was a pole vaulter. Y'all laugh. Yeah. Bo Jackson's a freak of nature, though. Yeah. Dude, I love hearing Bo Jackson stories because yeah. it's like mythical. Like, no way he did that. Goat. He, Even though he, he went was. to Auburn. Well, there's. <laughs> That was the first smart decision he made. Shots fired. Yeah. You know why he went to Auburn? What's that? You know why he went to Auburn? Yeah, because uh, the guy who was recruiting him in Alabama said he wouldn't play till he was Auburn. He wouldn't come, and Pat Dye actually came to his house, and Bear Bryant just called him on the phone. Yeah. Yep. And he got every chance to do it. But <clears throat> Now, he's a big bow hunter, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, he kills a bunch of elk every year. Makes his own arrows, too. I don't think I could do that. I don't have the patience for that. That's that's some precision there. Rod building, man. You see, guys building fishing poles is mm-hmm. easy. I mean, it's. Oh, yeah. I bought a, my wife got me a kit for my birthday, and it took me a week. Really? And then I've talked to like Brandon Lester can knock one out in like an hour and a half. Yeah, he builds all of his. Yeah, that's kind of cool. It's fun to do. At least you can repair them now. I don't even. Uh, I don't even like replacing tips. <laughs> it's pretty good on that. He'll knock out a higher tip pretty quick. Yeah, actually, I got a lot of years. I got to finish up. 
You do. You've had that for a while. About, about <laughs> a two while. years. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I, I think I'm glad I said you brought I'd it up because I forgot about it. <laughs> I said I'd fix it when I got that kit. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. It's coming. Yeah. It's coming. It will now because now I remember. <laughs> nah. <laughs> well, I'll look. Keep the raw cut. <laughs> you've got to get going back to Florida, we know. Uh, we do a little thing where we call it the hot seat, ask you some rapid fire, got to be truthful questions, and then uh, and then I guess we'll let you go. Or you can All just right. hang out and have – well, it's about lunchtime. You, you can stay and have lunch with us. Might do that. There you go. All right, Brian, you start us. All right. Uh, ham and cheese or PB&J? Ham and cheese. Uh, braid or fluoro on your grass flipping? Braid. I think I already know the answer, but lead or tungsten? Tungsten. Are you a uh, shoes or flip-flops in the summertime? Flip-flops. Hmm. You listen to music while you graph? All the time. All day long. Yeah. You got Sonic Hub? No. Or you do it on your phone? Palm. Gotcha. Um, one um, bait that you have to throw for one entire year. You can't throw anything else. One bait. A swim bait. Swim bait. Hmm. What's your go-to search bait? Mm, crankbait. If you had to throw a uh, jig, what color are you going to throw? Green pumpkin. Green pumpkin. What size line? Uh, 17. If you weren't fishing, what would you be doing now? Probably working on album power. Okay. Man, I just keep thinking about the album because I hate heights and I'm thinking of those lineman boots that come way up here. (laughs) Trying to think of something else. Uh, Deep water or shallow? Deep. Would you rather eat takeout for an entire year from McDonald's or sushi from the gas station for an entire year? I'd rather have the sushi, but I'm afraid I'd die. <laughs> so I guess McDonald's. McDonald's. All right. What's your uh, what's your mindset? When are you passing on a buck? When, what's your take line? <clears throat> 180 plus pounds. All right. So you're, you're looking at the weight of them? Mm-hmm. I don't care the, the racks. Big deer. Got it. All right. I'm going to see if I can say this one right. You have to stay in a room for a week. Okay. They open the door. It's pitch black. You don't know how big it is. You don't know what's in there. You can't see for an entire week. Or you can stay in a room with a window, but it's too small for you to sit down. You know, you can't sit, and it's too short for you to stand up in. Yeah, I'm going to take the dark room, take a long nap. Uh, For a week. (laughs) I'm taking the window short room. (laughs) Yeah. Mm. My back's already bad anyway. Which one's your favorite, Donald or Ducky? Donald, he's a survivor. Yeah. What kind of duck is he? Just like a farm duck. Pig, what do they call them? Uh, they're white. Uh, pig, pigging, piggies, picking. I, I can't say. You got to say pecking duck, like you get a pecking or peck. That's it. Yeah, it? like you get at the Chinese restaurant. I think that is it. A peking. Yeah. P. It's like P E K I N G. Yeah. Yeah. That is it. So you you've been uh, getting dinner ready so for they're a while. Edible, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So now we know where Daffy went. <laughs> <laughs> I ate him at China Garden in Montevallo. <laughs> Look, y'all, I'll bring you the duck, but I get half. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's good. Well, look, man, we appreciate it. Uh, good luck this year. We'll see you at the Classic. Uh, hopefully seeing you host up a trophy and being one of seven guys to win both now. That'd be awesome. Yep. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate here. it, Clint. Thanks, bud.